1: that's after I'd been taken to boarding school for the first time in P4 in Kamri Boys Boarding Primary School, where we had breakfast, break tea, lunch, evening tea, and dinner. And then. I made the mistake of complaining to my mother because I didn't like it very much. It was my first time in boarding. I thought it should just have been an extension of home or even better, based on the stories that my elder siblings used to tell, I was the last one in our family to go to boarding school and I really looked forward to it. If you haven't read my book, Straightforward Financial Growth, you should. You'll know that on day one of arriving in Kamri Boys Boarding Primary School, I used up all my pocket money uh, by evening of the same day. So I went through Kamli Boys, I didn't like it much. So my mother came up with a great idea to take me to Miri Primary School. (laughs) I reached Miri Primary School and life was radically different. Instead of those five meals I talked about in Kamli Boys boarding primary school, you had half a cup of loose porridge in the morning. And if you had bathed, bathed is being used loosely here, it meant making sure that your legs didn't have dust. You qualified to line up for lunch where you got a wedge of posho, some uh, lightly colored soup, and a couple of beans. I found out from a friend of mine, Nakangu, that to prevent ongoing hunger through the afternoon, you could actually preserve those beans and put them in your khaki shirt uh, 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 pocket, and then you, you, could, you would have them later before dinner. Yeah, when there was no water you used your saliva to make sure that your legs didn't have dust so that you could line up for lunch and then dinner was an exact replica of lunch it's just that it was a different time of the the day that was the life at the great incredible Miri primary boarding boys school so we, we we in the midst of all of it, we figured out how to have fun. You see, when you're hungry, you must be creative. Yeah, so we sang songs, some of which I can't sing here on the microphone because they are not, they, 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 they don't, yeah, they won't bless you. But we sang songs. I now understand why Apartheid South Africa produced a lot of music and slave uh, the enslavement in america but we sang songs we came up with songs new compositions old songs it didn't matter we we're always singing and coming up with all sorts of interesting scenarios and we played so one of those days we were playing hide and seek one of the strategies to survive is if you knew one of the teachers even if they were a distant 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 relative you immediately joined yourself to the gang that operated at that teacher's home because usually whatever was left over was very precious. Thankfully for me, uh, the headmaster's wife, Mrs. Ayazeka, had been a student of my dad and so I joined the headmaster's gang. That's where I, 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 I did my social economic survival uh, wherever whatever it was. So even when you played, you played in the gangs. So we were playing hide and seek, and I went and hid behind a pile of timber that was on the veranda of the headmaster's house. In fact, two of us decided to use it as the perfect place to hide. So to give you a picture, you have all this timber piled up high I'm about 10 or 11 years, timber piled up, and then we go, and this other guy's down, and I'm standing against the wall, and I don't know what we stepped on, and the timber came for me. Uh, In my currently short life, because with long life it will satisfy me, I think that's the closest I've come to death that I have reco- recollection of because what I remember is that the timber pressed me and I couldn't breathe. That's how, what I, re- I just remember that somehow my lungs were not working. <laughs> I couldn't breathe in. So, of course, people, I think someone saw it happening. They mobilized people, removed the timber, removed the timber, removed the timber. My other friend was down because the timber had sort of collapsed onto me. He was safe. So he got out. And I was the one that needed to be rescued. And as soon as that timber was done, I took off like a bullet because I knew some sort of punishment was coming. And indeed, there was no disappointment. Immediately, a school assembly was called. I had just survived death now i was super troubled because i knew i was going to be then i went and hid and then they sent for me you know there, there used to be a brigade of people that they would send for fetching people who are dodging you know they would take you and your feet could barely touch the ground that's the only time i was fetched in all my time at Murray primary and i was brought to the assembly and put forward as exhibit number one uh, as those who are causing trouble and want to bring problems in the school and all the attendant after effects of all of that. <clears throat> so, But what, what I remember about that whole thing is I was in deep trouble. I was in deep trouble with the timber, with the school authorities, with everyone, with my gang space. It was like, now you, you want people. They want us. In fact, I think temporarily we were all chased away from the headmaster's house first season, and then we sort of leaked back into the space bit by bit. Psalm 46, says in verse 1 God is our refuge and strength a very present help in trouble I I don't know what kind of trouble I can almost predict what trouble most people are going through I just got a message last night one of my mom's very dear family friends uh, her daughter passed on and they were like family to us And I I knew her. So I was like, wow, this, this thing's crazy. This thing is crazy. So there's a lot of trouble. I can hardly find a family where they haven't lost someone in their extended family to COVID or something. So there's trouble everywhere right now. Even if all of that hasn't happened, you are locked up at home and you don't know how, how far the money you have will stretch you, will take you. You see when you're in Kampala and you live in an apartment, you don't have a garden where you can plant potatoes. So it's either cash or hunger. I don't know what's happening, it might be economic trouble. The other effect of lockdown is that when men are locked up with their whole families and they don't have resources, sometimes their behavior changes. So, most marriages survive on the premise of we are not together the whole time. So, that other thing we could have quarreled about, let's suspend it. Got work, I got work. Let's come back late, we are tired. We don't want to talk about it. Tomorrow, we repeat. So, six months later, the issue is not addressed. Now you are in lockdown, you are all there. I'm talking about trouble. Trouble. Family trouble. Relationship trouble. Now you are together the whole time. There is no pretending about it. Financial trouble. Pandemic trouble. Sicknesses. Businesses are closed. What do we do now? The writer writes, I I believe it's David, King David, that God... (laughs) Is our refuge and strength
2: a very present help? God is my refuge and my strength. I think someone sang a song like Dundo. A very present helping time of trouble. Do you can join my sing? God is my refuge and my strength. A very present helping time of trouble. God is my refuge and my strength A very present help in time of trouble So God
1: is our refuge and strength A very present help in time of trouble Now No, actually, it's not in time of trouble. In trouble. And I'm going to explain to you what that means. But first, as I was thinking about this, it it occurred to me that he's talking about two different things. Two different things. Refuge talks about a protection that is outside of you. Refuge, I'm going to give you synonyms for refuge, is an indicator of a protection that is outside of you. Like a shield. Some of the synonyms for refuge are fortress. God is your fortress. Heaven, God is your heaven. He's your hideout. He's your hiding place. I mean, in really speaking my ribs should have broken that day yeah I I got out and ran nothing broken It's, it's God wow protection sanctuary security shelter stronghold cover shield safe place God is my safe place. All the things that I've talked about when I talk about God is our refuge, they indicate a cover, something like having an umbrella when it is raining or a shield when the arrows are flying. God is our refuge, a place to hide. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, God operates in these two dimensions when it comes to protecting us. One, as an external shield that protects us. Now, here's the other thing that's just one half of the truth in this line. The other half is that God is also our strength. And what I've found about what he really means here is this is now inside fortitude, internal protection internal resilience let me give you some of the words for strength courage what is our courage durability firmness fortitude power tenacity toughness vitality backbone might powerhouse robustness so what he's talking about is you have two distinctive advantages when going through trouble if you're a Christian. One is that there is the external shield. Yeah? And then there is the internal strength. So imagine with me that you are protecting something precious. Let's say you have a tray of eggs. You have a tray of eggs and someone throws an object in your direction. You have to shield. I remember in, in secondary school sometimes, for whatever reason, I think when the dining hall was being used for another purpose like the PTA meeting, we would be served food and go with it to the, to the, the residential places, to the house. And somehow, sometimes people would get accidents and fall. But not even a drop of soup would fall off that plate. Like the person is all dirty, but the food was preserved. It was amazing. So let's say someone throws something in your direction and you have this basket of eggs. Not boiled. Tray of eggs. You need a shield to protect them. Now that's what I'm talking about. But here is the other interesting thing. That's just one dimension. And I know many of you Christians do know that dimension of protection. But there's another thing. These are not eggs. These are golf balls. Uh, Yeah. These are golf balls. So the thing could as well have hit them. It would still have been okay. And yet he still offers a shield because there's internal strength and external protection. God is our refuge and strength. Wow. <coughs> refuge and strength. So, if there is an attack, one there's be, there is going to be a shielding. Your disease prison, your economy powerhouse. There is an outbreak of healings. You shall be healed. Yeah. That's shielding. But also there is internal fortitude, where it's like even if the thing got through and hit one of the things, they are not eggs. They are strong. They are like golf balls. Hallelujah. You're already blessed. You probably are thinking we should end the sermon now, but I have more for you. Now, the second part. You know, I could just preach on only one verse and we go home. But here is the thing. He says he's a very present help not in times of trouble in trouble we're not talking about times of trouble we're talking about trouble when i was stuck behind that timber i was not in times of trouble i was in trouble inside some of you you probably remember that you have got in trouble many times you got yourself there you did something and they told you we are going to report you i'm going to put you i'm going to put you daddy you are in trouble so this is not times of trouble you are inside the trouble Ha! Huh. in trouble yeah that, that, that sickness is in your body your fridge is white inside it's not good to have a white fridge inside because it means there is nothing there is just boiled water and ice cubes <clears throat> you are in trouble Your marriage is not rocking. No. It's being rocked. It is rocky, not rocking. When they ask, how's your marriage? Man, it's rocking. That's different from, it's rocky. You are in trouble. You are inside the trouble. You've lost a loved one. You are in trouble. Trouble is your current address. Like how you can say, I am um, in the bedroom. I am um, in the sitting room. I am um, in the car. And then they ask you, and you, where are you? I am um, in trouble. I don't know whether people are getting what I'm saying. Where if they type in, you put your phone, you put on Google, find me, you put your pin. By the time people punch to find your pin, it goes to a place called trouble. that's your current address. My God. My God. Here is the the fun thing. He says, if you find yourself in a place called trouble, you got company. You have someone there with you. His name is what? God. Jesus. Because for many of us, we think that the absence, we think that the presence of trouble means the absence of God. No, 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 no. He says a very present help. Because if, if you hadn't put very present, we we'll would have thought is that kind of help that comes later when the trouble has already finished. No. Uh-uh. While you are in there, in the middle of the storm, God is there with you that's why he says in psalm 23 verse 4 even though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil for you are with me not you will be with me you are with me there in that valley and your rod and your staff they comfort me did you know that when you're going through trouble god's primary ministry to you is not counsel and whatever it's comfort it's comfort it's comfort it's not advice it's not m and e monitoring and evaluation how did we get here and how do we make sure it doesn't happen again no that's not how God ministers when you are in trouble when you are seeing death close by the thing that he brings is comfort comfort How are you there? God is our refuge. External shield. And strength. Internal resilience. Are very present. You see. There is a way in which the Bible expresses itself. To give you sense of what God is trying to say. Because present does not need very. To make sense. In P3, my mother was the class teacher at Mutai Church of Uganda Primary School in the village. And as a result, I had to be one of the most, if not the most disciplined student in the class because I knew exactly what would happen if I, I, yeah. So there was this guy, so she always took roll call when she came in. Present madam, present madam. President, Madam. Then this guy said, President, Madam. My God. That guy was eh? kind. Even me, I was like, wow, that guy don't know who he was playing with. He doesn't know why I'm the most disciplined student in P3. (laughs) President, My God. So, President, President. Now, imagine they're taking roll call in your class Sharon Chioncho Sharon present m- uh, madam uh, Abigail Florence present madam Agaba Beatrice present madam Momoza Ivan present madam uh, Angela Nakanda Nacan- Angela present madam Ndagile Florence very present madam <coughs> very present like how does adding very improve your current location? Apart from the fact that you are trying to make the rest of us feel like we are less present than you are. Like for you, you are extremely present. Have you ever been caught when your wife is trying to have a conversation with you and you're nodding as if you're present? Mm, uh, mm. Uh, that's, the, that's husband language there I don't know where we got it from <laughs> it's, like, it's like when you become a husband you, you have very few letters of the alphabet left to work with uh, mm, it's like we are moving back towards animal life uh, uh, uh? Mbuno you are trying to show interesting bo- uh? as if it's a question uh, then you get caught like, you are not even listening You are present, but not very present. Because you are WhatsApping while they are talking to you. A person who is very present, the phone is put away. They are with you. There is proximity. And then they are looking at you. They are paying attention to you. Even you who is talking, you can tell that this person is very present. That's how God is. When you are in trouble, not like some of the husbands watching me. Uh, Husbands just joke about it, okay? Just joke. Do you know the best way to get out of trouble when you're a husband often is to just joke about it? Yeah, if they catch you and you also take yourself seriously, you're finished. Yeah. Yeah. No defense works in certain conditions. Yeah, it's just, um, I'm sorry, do you want a cup of coffee? Uh. I'm sorry. Can I help you with that? Then you take the plate. I'm sorry. Did you say where? Where did you say you wanted to go? Yeah. Well, but if you are... I'm listening. You're not. I'm... A very present help. Please... We are going through interesting times. Don't doubt the presence of God just because of what you're going through. Very present help. Then he says in in verse, will we finish? Verse 2 to 3 Therefore, because God is my external shield, internal resilience, very present for that matter, therefore, I will not fear he said we will not fear and then he gives some graphic language there the earth be removed mountains be carried in the midst of the sea even though the next verse waters roar and be troubled mountains shake with it he's talking about these like natural calamities like tsunamis volcanic eruptions there was one recently in goma in 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 congo earthquakes, we had a small tremor here, everyone was commenting about it the next day just small, small yeah yeah, waters roll, those are storms, waves tsunamis, you've watched those videos on YouTube some of you have not gone through these physical, natural calamities where your heart melts within you <laughs> Like, what is going on Imagine when all of that is going on and then this writer David says, we will not fear. So uh, let me interpret it for you because I know English is, is not your first language, most of you. What he says is, he, here is what he says, we have lost the will to fear. We have lost the will to fear. Fearing is no longer one of the things that we do. <laughs> it's not just we will not fear, no. Will, the word will means intentional, intent. When you say, I will pay you, the money is not just going to somehow escape your pocket into the other person's whatever yeah if you go and take goods from home baked buns scones huh? what are the others cookies and what donuts and then you say i will pay do you know what's going to happen the wallet is not going to get small feet and start running towards nigeria by itself to get the payment there no 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 no. it is a function of your will to get into your wallet or your mobile money and send the money to the people who sent you the goods it is a will you will you will to do it no one ever pays without willingness when you give your tithe it is a will you you will to do it you don't be there and you're like eh, my mobile money has reduced tithe has left by itself. No, 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 my friend. That's or not life. You make a deliberate decision and you take action with it. That's what he's saying. He's saying when it comes to fear, we will not. Yeah. Our will is to not fear. Like the way a husband stays married for life, is the will to stay married for life? Yeah, because you're going to be given enough opportunities both internally and externally to think otherwise. But you, it's a, a function of the will, you don't go with whoever you have feelings for. That's why you sign somewhere, you sign a covenant, you see if you borrow money and you, you see the, the Bible says the, the the rich rule over the poor and the borrower is servant to the lender now people take that verse because they don't think about it there is no one who has ever borrowed money and you didn't sign a covenant when you borrow money you sign a covenant and the covenant you're signing is a covenant of servanthood yeah until you have paid, and that payment, you will to do it. Yeah. The money just doesn't escape your account and goes to the, uh, to the lender's account, and we're like, ah, I've paid you. Even me, I didn't know how it was going to happen. But alas, no, 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 no. You will to do it. They, it's a function of the will. It's a function of the will. Amen. Amen. We will not fear. There are many kinds of fear the fear of heights. Because when I talk about fear, people might just generalize. I say, when your heart is beating faster, that's fear. No. The fear of tomorrow, some people are dreadful about next week. Next year they are like, What's going on? Look, so so then what? (laughs) You think that makes the sun rise next year? No, my friend. There is a fear of tomorrow. There is the fear of the unknown. The fear of the unknown. Like that's so unknown. I don't want to tread into that. There's the fear of animals. Yeah. People fear rats. Yeah. Very benign and dangerous and small animals which you can even, when they see you, they run away naturally. But some people, while the rat is running that way, they're running that way. So all those are fears. Now the thing I found out is that all fear, I'm addressing the issue of not fearing. All fear is rooted in the fear of death, all of it. Because if you see, if, if fear was a function of the will, the way David is saying, and you sat down and analyzed, what exactly can this rat do to me? What exactly can this millipede do to me? By the time you analyze, you realize there's no problem. Now, let's say it was actually this real danger. At the end of the day, you find that all of your fear is rooted in the fear of death. Because at the end of that, you're like, I might die. You don't think about it consciously, but it's the truth. Look at Hebrews 2, 14 to 15. Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death. That is the devil. And release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. That's why this season has been a bit too hectic for a lot of people. It is COVID. Even last year was COVID, but because we had fewer deaths, it didn't come near. People didn't have necessary people they know directly People, they, they could still operate now some people have shut down yeah the fear of death is the the supreme operating system that releases all other fear and once you have an awareness of that you're able to function in that thing we will not fear now let's get to the good news better news even verse four to five he says there is a river there is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God the holy place of the tabernacle of the most high God is in the midst of her, she shall not be moved God shall help her just at the break of dawn now, the city of God is the church yeah, that's the church when it talks about The the tabernacle of the Most High, the city of God. That's the church. Take me to Hebrews so that we get this out of the way and I show you something. He says, But you have come to Mount Zion, Hebrews 12. You have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven. So he talks about that there is a river whose stream shall make glad the city of God. He's talking about the company, the great assembly, the heavenly Jerusalem, Mount Zion, the church. He says, This church. Now, please use context. I hope, I hope we are capable of using context. Because it's about, talking about God is a refuge and strength in trouble. And then talks about mountains being cast into the middle of the sea. He talks about earth moving, waves, storms, all the crazy stuff. That's the context in which this truth comes. There is a river. There is a city. You are part of that city if you believe in Jesus. And that river is the river of the Holy Spirit. He says those who believe, what will happen? Streams of living water will come out of your belly. Amen. Amen. So this is the sharp contrast. There's a sharp contrast between the graphic images of earthquakes, volcanic eruptions, storms, landslides, pandemics, and other such dangerous and disruptive events and an outburst of joy and rejoicing. Because the river shall make glad the city of God. How can you have pandemics on one side and make glad on the other? Volcanic eruptions on one side and make glad on the other. Tsunamis on one side and make glad on the other. COVID-19 on one side and make glad on the other. Lockdown on one side and make glad. It means what he's saying that this joy, this river making glad the city of God is independent of the shakings that are around. Why? Because God is our external shield and internal resilience. And it doesn't matter what's going on around us, there is joy in the house. There is joy in the house. There is joy in the house. There is no fear in the house. There is peace in the house. There is love and sharing in the house. We are not fearful, we have wo- lost the will to fear. We lost it when we came to Jesus. Because death is swallowed up in victory. Death is swallowed up in victory. We win either way. Whether we live, we win. Whether we die, we win. Therefore, there is no point in panicking. And you shall live and not die. And declare the works of the Lord. If you are a member of this church, you will die of old age. That's what I've already told you. And and you'd better take it seriously. So take organize your finances. You need money later. Because you're going to be around a long time. Hallelujah, somebody. There is a what? A river. In the midst of this chaos and fear, whatever, there is a river. He says God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. That's the church. That's the city, Zion. God is in the midst of her. God shall help her. Just at the break of dawn, KJV says, "Right, Ali, right, Ali." Hallelujah.
2: Woo. Hey.
1: The nations raged. Verse 6-7. The other one was natural calamities. This is where now we start causing our own small panic, small storms by fighting each other. Starting wars. The nations raged. The kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice. The earth melted. (laughs) He uttered his voice. The earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. It's like there are tsunamis, pandemics. It is now, then there is this one is attacking the other one. The other one has taken their gun to try and fight the other just like human beings would do. But God silences it with his voice. That's why the word of God is important. The word of God is important. Psalm 29, 3-9. to I'm out of time but I have to read this for you. It says the voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord is over many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. Hey! The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars yes the lord splinters the cedars of lebanon he makes them also skip like a calf lebanon and syrian like a young wild ox the voice of the lord divides the flames of fire the voice of the lord shakes the wilderness the lord shakes shakes the wilderness of kadesh the voice of the lord makes the deer give birth and strips the forests bare in his temple everyone says glory And it says in verse eight to nine, "Come, behold the works of the Lord, who has made desolations in the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariot in the fire." Now you started your own fights, creating injustice here and there. He just comes down. Are you with me? You see, today Europe is civilized. It's a very civilized place where the police, the police carry sticks because they went through two world wars. They know the cost of war. First world war, second world war. Yeah, they, they know it's not worth it. Violence is not worth it. Everyone loses when it comes to violence. Total desolation. Yeah, it's all these places where we haven't tested real war where people are excited and chest thumping and saying, I'm going to beat you. No. Japan was bombed with a, an atomic bomb. They barely have an army. Barely. You Have you ever heard of the Japanese military? Have you ever heard of such a term? They, they tested one, no, okay, two bombs. Yeah. And Japan used to be one of the most aggressive militant annoying countries on the earth they attacked everyone everyone they tried to conquer everyone they tried to call create an empire two bombs they are now very civilized very peaceful economically incredible one of the biggest economies in the world is it probably the third or fourth yeah because they stopped fighting yeah they used to like fighting now they stopped fighting Let me tell you something about the Second World War and why all those Europeans are not too excited about animal fighting. World War II was the deadliest military conflict in history. An estimated total of 70 to 85 million people died. That's about 3% of the world population at the time, which was about 2.3 billion. Yeah, that's two Ugandas dead in five years. Deaths directly caused by the war including military and civilian fatalities are estimated at 50 to 56 million with an additional estimated 19 to 28 million of deaths from war-related disease and famine. Civilian deaths totaled 50 to 55 million. Military deaths from all causes totaled 21 to 25 million. In other words, most civilians, twice the number of civilians died than the people fighting. About 5 million people died as prisoners of war. On average, the U.S., they have more accurate whatever, but on average, 220 U.S. service personnel died per day. Nearly 6,600 every month for the 1,364 days that America fought. 220 per day. And yet... Of all the countries, they are number five in in, in fatalities. Their total fatalities were 418,000, while Russia had 34, 24 million. Yeah. So, US only 418, but look at the rate 220 per day. Like, how can they bring 220 coffins every day? Of people dying in war for for three years, four years, for more than a thousand y- days. Yeah, and whoever was fighting, they thought they could conquer the world. world God, that, that's what that's what I'm talking about. He makes desolations. He comes and says. That's the one who is our shield and internal strength. I'm going to invite Pastor Angie and Pastor Bithri to come now as I finish. This time I'm not finishing three times. This is garage. My goodness. Verse 10 and 11. So, because of all of that, the natural calamities, the pandemics, wars, these one's want one to fight These one's butayimba what when you know that in the midst of all of this chaos god is your external shield and internal strength what do you do here is the instruction be still and know that i am god I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of Hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is with us. Be still. What is my response to the knowledge that God is my company in times of trouble? In trouble, that God is the one with me in the issue, in the accident, in the hospital, wherever it is. What should my response be? How should I respond to problems and challenges if I know that God is on my side and not on their side? Because sometimes we get confused and think God is on the side of the problems. No, God is on my side. God is on your side. How do you respond? Be still. Be still. Be still. Be still. Be still. Don't panic. Relax. Panic does not improve the situation. Bill Johnson said, the only storm that you have authority over is one you can sleep in. Peace is a spiritual warfare strategy. Psalm 110, verse 1 to 2 says, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. In other words, there is war going on. There is war going on. They are enemies. And then he says, what, this is what you do when you find that you have enemies. You sit. You sit. You enter his rest. You relax. When you are fighting, God doesn't fight. As long as they were throwing water off the boat, Jesus was asleep. It's until they figured out it's not working. Let's stop trying to throw water off the boat. Go wake the guy up. Let him come and do his thing. Wake Jesus up. Stop crying. It's not going to work. Sit at my right hand until he, as he says, as long as you stay seated, I'm going to make your enemies your footstool. Wow.
2: Mama, ma, ma. It was to
1: say, the Lord shall send the rod of your strength out of Zion, rule in the midst of your enemies. Exodus fourteen fourteen. The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. As long as you hold on to your peace, the Lord fights for you. When you throw away your peace, now you have to fight for yourself. The Lord will fight for you. Where have you lost stillness, and therefore strength? Where have you lost stillness, and therefore strength? That's my question to you, Pastor Bithri.
2: Wow.
0: Be still and know that I am God. In the stillness is our recognition of the power and strength of our God. In the stillness, in choosing to stop panicking, to stop fretting, what a word today. I want to speak to two categories of people this morning, or whatever time it is that you're watching right now. People who have been panicking, scared. You keep thinking of death, of, 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 of being in luck, of losing everything. God wants to bring peace to your situation today. And the first thing I would like you to do today, you've never made Jesus Lord of your life. He is the Prince of Peace. He comes, the storms in our lives. The Bible says, everyone that calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved Salvation is not just freedom from sin, but it's an invitation into a life in its fullness, into a sharing in the life of God. This God who reigns over storms and earthquakes and volcanoes and whatever it is in your life, He reigns supreme and you can have His kind of peace if you receive Him in your life. And so I want you to call upon the name of Jesus this morning. You've never made Him Lord of your life, okay? I want you to put your hand up and say, today I want to make a decision to follow Jesus Christ. I want to receive peace. Yes, God sees those hands. Whether you're alone, whether you're surrounded by family, right now I want you to put that hand up. Yes, some of you are already putting your hand up, even falling on your knees and saying, Lord, I receive your peace and I receive you as the Lord of my life. Now I want to help you call upon that name. There is a peace already in your house. There is a peace in your car, a peace in that room where you are right now that is enveloping you say these simple words after me say Lord Jesus I call upon your name and I thank you for receiving me today you're my Lord and Savior today I give my life fully to you take my life and do something significant with it I receive your peace I receive your peace Today I am born again. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Today you are born again and your life has completely changed. That devil does not have access to destroy you anymore. You do not have to live in fear anymore. And there are people, you're watching, you, you, you've received Christ, but you're thinking about all the things you've done before. He wipes it all away. There is no, there is no more <laughs> condemnation, no more guilt, no more record kept of your wrongs. They are washed away by the blood of Jesus. There is a number that I would like you to send a message to today. There's pastors waiting at the end of that line. The number is 775 Send us a message and let us know that you've said yes to Jesus. I want to also pray for another person today. People. You've been in oppression, in a state of oppression, oppressed by the enemy. You've been in so much fear. In Isaiah 54 verse 14, it is written that in righteousness, you shall be established. You shall be far from oppression. Far, like you and oppression cannot meet. For you shall not fear. Apostle today say that we have lost the ability, the will to fear. You will not fear. The will to fear has been lost. You have no access to it. And from terror, you will not be terrorized. For it shall not come near you. I see you've been cowering in fear. You've been in oppression. The enemy torments your mind with thoughts of death. Thoughts just torment you. Break out into a cold sweat. You don't sleep at night. I rebuke you spirit of fear in the name of Jesus. I command right now peace like a river overflowing in your soul. I speak that if you've been oppressed and in your bed not able to get out with no reason you arise right now in the name of Jesus. You put on your clothes again. You put oil on your face. You get out of that position and you arise, child of the living God. Men arise in the name of Jesus. Women arise. Children arise. You do not have fear. You're not oppressed anymore for you are established in righteousness. You shall not fear. I break it off of you. You will sleep well in the name of Jesus. You will rejoice again. You will smile again and you will have hope for the future. In Jesus name. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If you've been Having suicidal thoughts. Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it.
1: A live dog is better than a dead lion. There's so much hope for you. You have to be alive to see it come to pass.
3: Amen.
1: You must be alive to see it come to pass. Someone, I'm talking to someone watching us right now, and you have considered suicide. Things are too hard for you right now. You feel like things are too hard. There's hope for you. Contact that same number. Yes. Give me that number. Contact that number. We want to pray with you. We want to help you. We want to give you a hope for a future. That's what God God gives you a hope for the future, not for the past. 0775-642-449. Please text that number. Amen. Please text that number. There is a hope and a future for you. Don't give up. Someone else you are about to give up your values yes, because of the toughness of the situation you woke up this morning and said this is it I am going to give up this particular value I'm going to give up the value of purity I'm going to give up the value of truth
0: Truth, yes.
1: where it's like if it's not true I don't deal with it and you're considering maybe you have an offer on the table and you're considering it maybe an offer came through the text the person wants you to go to their place you're thinking that's your economic solution through this pandemic to compromise your purity to compromise your righteousness to compromise your values the truth of God child of God you are a prince, you are a princess you are royalty Mm. you are chosen generation don't give up on your values because of a temporary situation. Yes. Because when you give up on your values, you're going to create a generational problem. And you don't want to do that. So don't give up your values of purity. Don't give up your values of truth. Mm. Stick with the truth. Pastor Angela.
3: Holy Communion. <laughs> In this season, have a lot of Holy Communion. There's someone that was actually thinking about having Holy Communion and you thought that you need like a priest or someone ordained to do it. And in the Bible, Jesus says, do this in remembrance of me, all of us. Let's start doing Holy Communion. There are three categories of people that need to rest, that need to find peace, that need to stop doing something or trying to find a solution ...to a situation... ...so that God can fight for you. There are people... ...who are dealing with a legal issue... ...and you've... ...you feel like you've done all you can. You've done all you can. You're trying to find... ...more solutions. You've hit a snag. God is saying, rest. Hold your peace. Hold your peace. For someone, I think it's a land issue. Hold your peace... ...and God will fight for you. There's another category of people... ...dealing with a health issue where you do not know what to do. I see a picture of a a woman, you're on the floor and you're crying and you're weeping and you're crying. God is saying, hold your peace and I will fight for you. There's another category, it's a family issue. You feel like you are at your wit's end. You don't know what to do, you've tried everything, you've sought counsel, and it's a very difficult situation. God is saying, hold your peace and he will fight for you. Like, stop trying to defend, stop trying, just hold your peace and he will fight for you. Stay in thanksgiving, child of God. Pray in the spirit, child of God. Find joy, find rest. God will fight for you. I see a picture of someone with, uh, on your arm over here, you have... Uh, is it a scab they are like pimples but not they are big it's like a thing it's even discolored it's not the same color as the rest of your body God is healing you right now
0: in the name of Jesus receive your healing Amen
3: Amen. Amen.
0: there is someone else that one of the categories that Pastor Angela just talked about you are in deep debt you are in financial trouble and it's tied to what Apostle also said. You've started, in your mind, you've started considering what you could do. In fact, you even want to get more debt to solve this debt to, like your mind, your, now, in, in, in quietness and trust is your strength. It sounds crazy to say, rest, <laughs> but don't do anything. In fact, the instruction is get in touch with your pastor. Get in touch with your pastor. It's not shameful, okay? It's not shameful. Get in touch with your pastor. Do what they tell you to do. But rest in God. He knows and he's got you covered.
1: Mm. Isaiah 35 says, The eyes of the blind shall be opened.
0: Amen. Yeah.
1: And the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Mm. The lame shall leap like a deer yeah. and the tongue of the dumb sing for streams shall burst forth in the wilderness waters shall burst forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert Wherever you are right now, just start praying in the spirit that's praying in tongues. If you have never prayed in tongues, I release that gift to you right now. You're going to do it. You're going to do it because that's what he means by waters bursting forth in the wilderness, streams in the desert. It's the Holy Spirit flowing. Jesus said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. It is not for only a few. Peter said, it's not for a few, but for all. He says, all flesh. Joel said, I will power out my spirit on all flesh. So receive, receive that which the Father has given. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. Yes, some of you, you're feeling something even in the physical to give you confirmation. You don't need to feel anything, but if you're feeling something, that is it. Some of you, you're getting a new dose. A new dose. Your last experience, the Holy Spirit. soul long ago. Receive, receive. There's glory, 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 glory where you are. Something is happening with you. Something is happening to you. Something is happening in that sitting room, in that lounge, in that bedroom, in that car, in that office. Something is happening. Something significant. God is releasing his life to you, through you, upon you. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. And if you're sick in any part of your body, receive that healing. In the name of Jesus, receive your miracle. Receive your sight. Receive your hearing back. Receive your capacity to speak. Receive your ability to walk again. Receive your ability to laugh again. love again I speak a reset on your life in the name of Jesus I speak a reset a reset of your heart, your heart your heart, you are no longer a victim, you shall victoriously, you shall not fear and you shall taste the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living God bless you so much, thanks for joining us today See you next Sunday at nine o'clock and see you at eleven fifteen only in five minutes. The service will be starting again. In case you joined us late, you can join the whole Service from eleven fifteen. God bless you. God causes face to shine on you and give you peace. You are the head and not the tail. You're the healed and not the sick. You're the victorious and not the victim. You're the prosperous and not the poor. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God, God
3: and, and, the, and f- the fellowship of
1: the, of the Holy Spirit, Spirit be with you song, now, now and, and forever. Now. Amen. Amen. God bless Amen.
3: you.
0: Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393 281 That is 0393 281 555. We're
3: taking territory.